0: That's a long All enough right. thing. Thanks everyone for watching so far. We'll see you next week. Just kidding. Let's get the show started. Let's hit the intro. So hey everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Cash Rundown. Or this this channel is proudly sponsored by Crypto Canal, even though they didn't pay me, but they're nice to me. So <laughs> Go check out Crypto Canal, all your best videos and interviews and stuff, especially the Humans of Crypto podcast, a lot of in-depth stuff into the human part of crypto. It's a peer-to-peer podcast, and Literally. we have very few of those I- out there. So go check out Humans of Crypto. And yeah, welcome, guys. So yo, joining me today, of course, is the one and only Eleanor Blanc of Humans of Crypto podcast. Thanks for the big sponsorship money you gave me just now for the, the thing.
1: Making it rain. Making it rain no. on you.
0: <laughs> Full disclosure. Not actually sponsored by I just want you to <laughs> check out our channel. So, yeah. You might have missed all the, the chatty-chatties in the beginning. But, you know, you still got a good show ahead of us. Uh, especially, um, who has been watching the whole El Salvador thingy going on? I mean, there's only two of us. So, let me just ask you because I know my answer.
1: Well, I know you've been watching it. I've seen your tweets. I've seen you following it pretty closely. And also, I think you were one of the loudest—can we call that? Like, I don't know what. What are you like? A loudest crypto hater, advocate jerk on, twi- <laughs> on Twitter, just you know, calling you out, calling out the whole. Oh, yay! El Salvador adopted Bitcoin as a legal tender, like as a as a marketing mm-hmm. scam, basically. So you've been pretty critical of the whole thing already for a while so obviously i was expecting you to report on the flaming atms this week
0: yeah and of course um as you know a lot of people would say like oh you're the guy that like used to do a lot of bitcoin stuff but you haven't been super big into btc for like five years of course you'd Mm -hmm. be a hater so i will give a shout out to max hillbrand who is i believe he runs or he's part of the Wasabi Wallet team. And he's a big lightning guy, a big BTC guy. I would call, I would say he's a maximalist, right? But he's like a yeah. a smart, reasonable maximalist. And he has been more critical than me on this stuff. He's been more loud and he's been echoing a lot of the same sentiments uh, because mm-hmm. of like the principal stuff. Like he was calling, he said that El, that El Salvador made Bitcoin into fiat it's fiat money in el salvador and people are like losing their shit over it which is funny cuz it literally is but as just before i go into like the you know possible like negative bits of the news i don't like how it's implemented cuz it was by force it like made every merchant have to do it i don't like that it's only one currency only btc which doesn't really help that much if people don't have free choice and i don't like the custodial government provided wallet that's being rolled out to everyone that they're using to airdrop people bitcoin i don't like any of that stuff i do however like that a non-government controlled currency even though it's government issued and like whatever government doesn't control no government controls bitcoin as far as i'm aware so i'm glad that that is taking root somewhere and i'm glad that that has a domino effect in a lot of other countries out there that like panama for example is floating a much much more like liberal as it were law On crypto allowing people to spend you know whatever they want basically providing a framework for recognizing DAOs in the country and all kinds of stuff so i like like i think the law is gross the situation is like a mixed bag it's like it's a lot of good and a lot of bad stuff yeah i would say even who knows i think it might be net good for the world for el salvador maybe not sorry guys but for the world it might end up being out good as a result of this in my view crappy law but that's just my my take before people call me just a hater it's a little more nuanced than that
1: well it's not okay so there's there's so many things to unpack but okay one side we can sort of criticize the implementation of it okay bitcoin mm-hmm. became fiat i think that's kind of a that's funny um but on another side these people i mean people living in el salvador are also suffering and their government which they don't have a strong hold of are passing laws and are passing policies which don't echo their concerns Mm -hmm. that's also something we have to keep in mind here is that of course the crypto community is just jumping on this news and just running with it and we're like yay (laughs) you know like there's a a government that's bringing credibility to Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies or at least that's one narrative that we've been hearing mm-hmm. and on another side it's like wait but who's doing this? Oh wait let's learn about El Salvador. Maybe El Salvador uh, Salvadorians actually are not this is maybe not the most urgent and practical thing that they need. They don't need 200 ATMs right now supporting a Bitcoin in, in this country. This is not also what they want. So yeah. um, the criticism that we're seeing uh, you know setting flame, setting fires to things, it's just a very sort of a visual way for people to express their discontent um yeah, it's it's not for they're sure. not just upset that it's being a custodian we're as crypto whatever people we're like oh that's the wrong implementation it's a custodian and it's not multi-asset people are just like what the hell we want better policies we want we want better we want a government that's not a dictator we want there's other things mm-hmm. that we care about right now and and then it just gives a whole bad PR feel to crypto in general. I think it doesn't help anyone or anything. Yeah. And so it's it's the how and it's it's the why and I yeah, it's 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 terrible. For sure. But guess what? My parents did message me and were like, Oh my god, did you see that news about El Salvador? And I'm like, gosh, you know, that that's what's that's what hits mainstream media, you know, that's what people are reading about. So it's Yeah.
0: It's bad. So the hype is the hype is good the hype is positive the reality is a little more mixed and i would recommend anyone again this is a shout out podcast today i guess but like check out mark falzon f-a-l-z-o-n and mark with a a c um there's different marks out there uh so mark falzon has been down there in el salvador doing a whole lot of stuff stirring up a whole lot of shit and but also he had some interviews on his channel that he did where he just talked to random people on the street about Mm. Asked them their opinion, or I don't know if he did it, but it, I'm pretty sure he did. It. He, he uploaded on his channel, and it's quite the mixed bag. There's like a lot of people are like, There's like a couple people who are like, Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Most people are like, oh, I don't know what the hell it is about, but I guess it's good. I guess we're moving towards the future, you know, whatever. And then some other people were like, I think it was like 50 50 or maybe 60 negative, 40 positive, and like the average, like the people he interviewed. And some they were like, Well, like this is just another thing that they're putting on us. Like they couldn't get the currency to work. So then they got the dollar in and that didn't, that was a big disaster. And this is like another dollar. They're just doing it again. And then some, somebody had an interesting perspective, which I, it's funny. I don't personally really agree with necessarily, but he said like, "Oh, this Bitcoin's so great, like that we need to put our currency. Like why hasn't another country done it? Like why has no one else done it if it's so great? And that's, I mean, someone has to be first, right? Well,
1: well, probably because other countries also don't want their credit score to be just Mm -hmm. downrated to zero by the IMF and the World Bank. So it's interesting that a country that actually needs or is trying at least to get funds from the IMF is actually just rolling with it. And it's like (laughs) kind of like, you know what? (laughs) We're kind of sick and tired anyways. We're in a bad situation already. Mm -hmm. So let's just run with this. Do You think it's just like... Do you feel like it's just like a marketing stunt by the government as well to f- like what you just said the sort of oh we're moving forward we're going towards you know like more more fintech technology and stuff like that is that that's yeah. also a way for governments to look like oh we're doing something cool you know we're not forget the Whoa. human rights violation like just focus on us just bringing bitcoin to you like doesn't that sound Yeah similar? I I think <laughs> that's
0: kind of it it's not specifically coolness it just um you know how like obviously ever look into like tax havens and stuff and just think about why that country, like just some random country, some random Island, whatever they want more business. Uh, Mm -hmm. I believe like, for example, one thing that's kind of funny, I believe that the vast, like the majority or like half or something of all ships fly under the Liberian flag because, you know, Liberia is this little, you know, is impoverished African nation, you know, no, sorry. But because of like their maritime registry, makes it so favorable that almost everyone like will register as a Liberian flat, you know, even if they're owned by other countries or whatever, it just, it's one of those things. And I think it just like, okay, we got a small country, you know, it's a great country, beautiful country, a lot of good stuff going on, you know, poverty as well. um, Challenges, some corruption, you know, just, it's a mixed bag, right? And then they're like, well, let's try to improve our, country somehow like what can we do and the long hard road to like actual reforms and you know making things better is just, it's a lot of work and not guaranteed yeah, so, so they're like so let's not well, do that <laughs> well i mean that's that's more of like an indictment of bukele i guess but because mr sends troops into congress to like pressure them onto some vote and like it's a lot of dirty stuff but like it's it's just trying to say hey we want investment any foreign comp- any country in the world wants foreign investment of some kind probably and so they're just saying we want tech investment and stuff but then they're like you know what we're going to make a huge bit of noise where a lot of people who couldn't point to El Salvador on the map now can because they really want they want to like get to the top of the noise spectrum to get people in, that's probably what it is it's just like come invest in our country we're yeah. going to make it attractive to tech bros but we're going to make it really loud so everyone knows mm-hmm. and so that's probably what they did
1: another thing that's really attractive for for an investment is stability <laughs> mm-hmm. stability of whatever's going on you know and we don't people that are investing large amounts they just want to make sure that the the political aspects are in yeah. check that the governance is in check that law and order is being applied and okay accepting i mean bringing sure it, it made a lot of noise I, mm-hmm. I wonder what the the return is going to be for el salvador and it's well, not only just that government but for its people
0: that um, uh that rolls right into this atm thing so they built a bunch of chivo ATMs. Chivo is the app that is used by the government to like give everyone their their crypto stuff, and they have like ATMs which supposedly you can use to get like cash out of and stuff. It's a little sketchy because the app isn't working so well. But basically, a, a, a mob came in and defaced it and set it on fire and stuff. And they're just like with like slogans of like signs saying like democracy is not for sale and stuff. Like they just think they've been sold out to the gringos or something, and I mean, it doesn't you
1: know look good i mean from my yeah. perspective it's like what the hell is this thing
0: Imagine yes, it's just
1: like an atm for like skittles like it would feel the same thing and now you only have one treat and the whole you cannot have any other candy but skittles and we have mm-hmm. i just this is the most random example i could find but that's how it must feel yeah like why what's this thing have to do with anything with our lives right now how is this improving uh, our health care? how is this improving like anything to, yeah. i don't know i think it's fascinating and so you were saying the app doesn't even work i mean how mm-hmm. freaking it's like okay we have to, you're spending money el salvador is all over the news great for the wrong reasons our situation is not better so yeah let's set fire to these weird machines that you've set from hell with this one company that no one knows yeah. about it's-
0: and of course a a single protest or i mean there's been a few but like a protest of like a I don't know what is that, a couple hundred people or whatever it is is not indicative of necessarily the whole population but it is no. indicative of some people being pissed off and the thing is yeah the app so the app has not been working very well there's been a lot of like bugs and and there have been a lot of restrictions of if you can receive or send or all this to where some people think oh no it's a cus it's like it's not real bitcoin because you can't get real bitcoin out of it it's just all a fraud and then like, no, no no but we we got some out but then it's like a lot of back and forth, and so I think the dust needs to settle. But as I, I predicted again, Mr. Profit over here, which any idiot could have—it's not—it's not just me—but that this would be an absolute disaster of a practical rollout, like because you're—it's not just yay, it's legal, you can use it, which that's fine. Then people get to implement it whenever they're ready. But it's just like everyone has to by this day. Do it, And by the way, everyone's getting $30. And then all of a sudden, there's a scrambling deadline of like, oh, shit, we got to get things in order. And then, I mean, how many times does Coinbase go down, you know? So, yeah. Uh,
1: I, I just feel like for, okay, so some, I guess one part of the narrative would be like, wow, so El Salvador being so risky and trying new things and go them and, and we shouldn't bash them too hard because you know they're trying and they're being pioneers or whatever but <laughs> crypto is supposed to be and i'm sorry to be like the sort of the the mom the deb- here but like the debbie downer <laughs> <laughs> the downer like the crypto mm-hmm. boomer but crypto's mm-hmm. permissionless like i don't understand where we're celebrating a government making bitcoin illegal tender anyone in el salvador today could choose to Freely, voluntarily could choose to send, accept cryptocurrencies for payments, for their salaries, for whatever. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to come from the government, especially not from this government, which apparently is, is just not listening to their population and what they actually want and need today. So, yeah, again, it's it's weird yeah. news. It, it just, it's, yeah, I, I probably think their credit score is going to go down so Mm -hmm. they will not or they'll have difficulties getting that uh 1 billion loan from the imf the imf is like well you know mm, (laughs) that whole bitcoin news thing that's not really on our agenda that kind of pisses us off that's not really good you know in your review sheet of if we give you money or not that's kind of like a no because you're doing stuff that Mm -hmm. you don't like and you're supposed to push for like cbdc's and stuff and not just accept don't you know whatever don't feed the crypto mania that way. Um, So that's kind of on a macro level, I feel like El Salvador might have shot itself in the foot. For crypto itself, it doesn't change anything. It just reminds us as a space to sort of always, to always discuss having self custody, being able to use a cryptocurrency wallet where you have your own keys to make sure that we're not just replicating the current banking system and, you know, copy pasting it and slapping onto a country like if that doesn't do more harm than good mm. no excuse me that does do more harm than good
0: so. yeah that's for sure it's be interesting to see how it goes because it's definitely a gamble because there's a lot of risk and we're, we're not talking about the right or wrong of the situation we've already established that but we're ta- talking about the gamble because on the one hand you want like get the imf getting annoyed at them just all the bad press from, you know, stuff not working and then discontent with the people and all that other stuff. Like it's clearly, and especially if they did this huge, bold move and it just does not work out at all in the end, that's like a huge step back. The president probably is going to get out of there. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's it's a disaster. Now on the other hand, I guess what they're hoping for, like, especially when they, Oh, we've kept on buying all this Bitcoin and stuff. It's like, well, if the government buys a lot of Bitcoin, And then the price doubles by the end of the year and they haven't sold, you know, then they look really good. And also if a lot, enough footage goes out there, people buying their McDonald's with lightning or whatever the hell they're doing. And then a bunch of tech bros like, Oh, that's cool. And then they're tired of like the, the schemes in the West, especially the U S the regulatory schemes. And they just say we're going to move down there where there's no capital gains. And they all jump down there. It could be, provide a net boom to their economy so but it's like it's a gamble at this point right i mean and i already expressed that i don't think that that's the right thing to do anyway but like it's a gamble to see you know <laughs> if it works
1: sure i mean i think gambling is fine but when you do this at a macro government governmental level
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'm sorry this is the swiss talking to me but stability security <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, with stability.
1: Education brings more wealth in the long term than quick, fast, and loose marketing schemes. I mean, we saw—I think last year the whole talk about Petro and Venezuela, you know—and everybody's like, "Oh my God!" You know, Venezuela explains crypto, and they're launching. Them. I feel like this is just another like repeat of that, like in a more weirder way. I, you know what? Good point. Mm-hmm. El Salvador didn't launch their no own coin. I guess we're learning. Like we're going—you know—maybe like Yeah, next going year, in a good direction. Yeah maybe uh, you know what that's my positive spin on the whole thing. It's better than L- than the petrodollar. dollar. There you go. It's yeah, not great, but it's not, as, it's not worse.: <laughs> it's not So we big.
0: got this um, question here, yeah, from the super chat. Is Eleanor Blanc living unbanked? If yes, how long? If no, why not? Oh my well, goodness. aggressive right out the gate right there. <laughs> you know I am persecute the witch.:
1: Very uncomfortable. Um, I am not unbanked. I am still banked, trying to not be as banked as possible, being as much in crypto as possible, making Mm -hmm. as much crypto payments as possible in my business and in my personal life. Um, But no, I am still very much uh, banked.
0: Yes. And I
1: hope that answers.
0: (laughs) That answers the, the same for just about everyone. And it's funny because even my unbanked crypto status has fluctuated like the particulars under which has fluctuated yeah. for a while. So like I was living all on Bitcoin banked for about six months and you know, I tried to use Bitcoin wherever I could, but a lot of times, most of the time I just sold it when I, cause that was my hundred percent income was Bitcoin at that point, but I was yeah. banked and then I got it, you know, converted and sent to my bank account so I could pay rent and do stuff like that. With that I bought some stuff directly with Bitcoin after I got rid of my bank account. Oh, I mean, you know, after that whole nonsense, there were times when I was, um, like, I sometimes sold crypto to pay for rent. For example, sold it to f- for fiat to pay for rent, yeah. even though it was still 100% going in, and that's what I had, and I'd go spend it wherever I could. And then I had, like, a crypto debit card thingy that was just converting to fiat balances, and then I'd spend... Like, it wasn't, like, at, like I'd have to do it, make sure I had enough balance on the card. So, like, I would, yeah. like... Switch it over and then swipe it there's like a lot of that stuff and then over time there's times I've like actually paid for rent and utilities directly in crypto and then like for example I remember there's a time when most of my spending was through something through like Bitrefill, by the way yeah. which you know it's like a you buy it's not like you turn it into fiat you turn it into into store credit and then the store credit gets spent there so it's kind of you're still buying like a product from them and you're not touching fiat but it is an intermediary. And then when yeah. Dash Direct came out, which lets you do that amazingly in the U.S. and hopefully in the world pretty soon, I've used Dash Direct literally twice because I so many places around here I spent it directly, like without going through an app. And so like I haven't needed to. And so there's been like an evolution of that. And so yeah. I would I think that debanking is a long-term process, and there's different like yeah. levels and hierarchies, and like everyone should aspire to it. But there's also like risk management levels where I, if you have I've, most of your fiat in crypto instead, and then, you know, you do like a 20% dip and then you're like, oh, I guess I got to eat it because I got to pay bills now, you know?
1: Well, it's interesting. I think this sort of living unbanked. I think that's like the ultimate for me as, as well. I think it's mm-hmm. the ultimate goal because it will like perfectly align my values and living, I feel like mm-hmm. and that's what I'm. I always want is to align more and more my life with my principles and my values. And to get, and mm-hmm. I feel like when you eat, live, breathe crypto, whatever, like everything sort of merges into one. And especially because I'm part of, I would say, the educational branch of this space, I, I want to live as closely as possible as what I'm preaching basically. And mm-hmm. and so I, I want to do my best in that level. And I feel we've talked about this together. So for those I don't know, Joel came on the Humans of Crypto podcast. We're working on the, on the podcast itself, but you were discussing um, belts, you know, like when you like every year or like when you reach a certain level, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be in Taekwondo or in Jiu-Jitsu, have these colored belts. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm still like a white, yellow, because that's the reference that I know from judo. Like, yes. I feel like I'm a ye- white to yellowish belt mm-hmm. level of the unbanked spectrum. And I and I would love at some point, you know, to get the, to, yeah, to just sort of grow and, and, and go further and pursue this and this this whole venture which is in the making. I mean, I started Mm -hmm. this, I discovered crypto in 2017 and this was all like, oh my God, what is all this? Then I had to jump into it, figure it out, learn. And I still feel like I have so much to learn, but the unbanked side is really something I I would wish to accomplish um, as soon as possible. I I would add a parenthesis where I've also discovered that I'm kind of a eh, an uh trader like I'm not a good tra- I don't care enough about mm-hmm. the price and stuff like that I'm terrible at following and reading multiple white papers and investing so that so the investment side of things I've sort of given up I did it a lot myself in the beginning and it's not something I'm good at and so at a certain point I sort of was like okay fine cyber capital maybe might be where I should park some of these things then another yeah. part of it is still me and then that is I sort of balance between investment and what i'm using and what i need so i feel like i'm still in a confusing state of having to move funds from one pile to the other but thank you for reminding me to that we should all live up to joel's standard and that's is something we should talk we should talk more about and that is something that this space lacks is people to look up to
0: so uh th- yes that's the thing it's like everything I kind of liken it to people who start a side hustle as, as it were, because um, for example, I mean, especially in these turbulent times, it really helps to have a little side thing, but like, you don't just say, you know what I'm done. I'm going to just do this full time. I mean, that's what I did, but it's the stupid idea uh, because, you know, I just quit all my jobs and decided like, I didn't have a crypto thing lined up and I was just like, all right, I'm going to do this. And, but then that was like, oh yeah, I made like, you know, $700 that month and 600 is rent and 100 was everything else. And like, there's a few of those struggle months and stuff and that, you know, like, like it, no one else or few other people are in a position to do that. So, yeah. and,
1: and still, I must admit, most of my clients now are still fiat. Mm-hmm. I, I do push and I do give discounts for clients that pay in crypto because mm-hmm. that's my way of encouraging, encouraging yeah. them to pay uh, using cryptocurrencies. But even even my crypto deep-dive clients, even though they spent mm-hmm. three hours with me learning about cryptocurrencies and DeFi, s- some have paid in crypto, but it's not the mm-hmm. majority. Yeah. The majority just default back to, you know, give me your IBAN. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, but this is also, if mm-hmm. you want, I can also, I, I like to use BitPay for my professional invoices. Mm-hmm. Uh, using crypto as well. But then I can just, you write with BitPay, you decide if you settle in fiat or in crypto, but then it's a nice accounting tool and everything. And people enjoy the, the QR invoicing system. It's just, we're getting there, I guess. It's not, it's definitely not mainstream and it's not, not everybody wants to pay you in crypto. So.
0: Yeah, but it, it's fun if you get someone to try, even if they don't default yeah. to it, just to see what it's yeah. like. Um, and Lucky Boy in the chat, well, Lucky Boy, it's your lucky day, says, Hey, Joel, i beginner. I want to learn crypto. Please recommend me YouTube channel. Well, you're watching a good one for some of it, but you'd have to pick the right thing. So you're on YouTube, mm-hmm. Lucky Boy. And if go to the playlists, and there's how to live on crypto. And I'm going to be adding more videos to that series very soon because you know there's there's more new stuff that came out but also uh there's some eh, i'm gonna get political in just a second here but but basically to answer your your um thing there's that and i also have learned by the way because someone a friend of mine was just like oh i hear so you're in the crypto stuff like i don't know anything about it like can what can you recommend that i read or anything i would just like all my stuff is a little more specific. It's like, well, here's how to use this. Here's how, to, like, what is it? Why do I care? And so at one point, I'm going to do just like a big, long, like, for absolute, like, you know, for the grandmother or whatever. Be like, what is it? And just be like, what is it? Why do I care? And then that'll be able to do that. And at that point, lucky boy, it will be your very lucky day. But in the meantime, can I, can look. Can I plug? Yes. 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 By the way, <laughs> spon- proudly sponsored by Crypto Canal go to crypto Canal and check this out. Um yeah, so shill well, crypto Canal really quick. Yeah,
1: because well just because the question is so appropriate. Thank you so much for asking that like mm-hmm. but basically one part of my business as well is education. And I I do paid paid classes. So crypto deep dives are 3 hours private lessons for mm-hmm. people that really are maybe already in crypto, already have some crypto and really want to go further. But every last Wednesday of the month at 6 p.m central european time i do a one hour crypto 101 class to get the basics in one hour so it's open Mm -hmm. to all it's free to attend you can find me on meetup it's the crypto canal meetup and you'll find the crypto 101 sessions which are really fun they're open to all people can ask questions as well you can feel free to remain anonymous but for in that class i cover what is money, blockchain fundamentals, consensus algorithms such as proof of work and proof of stake. And I end on a cryptocurrency wallet workshop. So everybody that attends the class, if they send me a cryptocurrency address, Bitcoin cash address, then I give them at least one year worth of Bitcoin cash and everybody learns mm-hmm. how to save their private keys. And, you know, and then yeah. you can go into your rabbit hole with Bit, just just a fast forward version of of getting the fundamentals. So that's crypto 101. I'm
0: going to show up with glasses and a mustache and then give you an e-cash address by accident and then you know does it
1: start with a three is it is it or a q is it because I, I probably those i always tell people like what's the the address format
0: yeah but anyway i'm just i'm just saying a trolley thing but yeah, yeah so that's sneaky. so that's that oh yeah and the the political bit which i don't want to belabor too much on oh. a you know essentially non-political type show but i mean there's always reasons uh The world has been getting pretty crazy pretty fast. And Mm -hmm. like, for example, in the last two years, there's been, you know, a public health issue that has affected a lot of people. And then there has been a much greater and more destructive, especially long term, in my opinion, uh, government overreach issue that seems to just be getting worse. And it's essentially all facets of human life are being started to be ratcheted down on, more so in other places than others. And a lot of people are like, wow, this country, like the world's burning to the ground. There's like, you know, everyone's fighting, everything, you know, riots and like all this stuff. And everyone's like scared and stuff for the future. And I'm absolutely not. And I realize the reason for that is for the last five, six years, I have not like worked for someone who can like fire me or whatever. I have not had a bank account for most of that time i like i do peer-to-peer trading with like like, oh what if the grocery store is all shut down well i still know where i'm getting my food because it's not a grocery store and like i i've i kind of live in this safe bubble of like crazy person that was ahead of his time but like the that just kind of woke me up like oh wow there's a lot of people that are legitimately scared right now and uh, one of the more two recent things in the u.s was the um the administration decided to mandate that or again the, the legality of this is probably going to be challenged and all kinds of other stuff but they basically said that any company with more than 100 employees has to make sure all their employees are vaccinated even if they are, they're their remote employees and otherwise they face huge fines and a lot of people are quitting their jobs over this a lot of companies that don't want to do this that have like 108 employees or firing eight employees so they stay under the eight like there's there's a lot of stuff and a, a lot of people i know have been saying like hey can i get into crypto because like I, I i i see i'm gonna have to leave my old like there's a lot of stuff going on and so it just made me realize that this like oh, i should show people i live on crypto stuff that like just because i do that and it's my expertise it's more serious than that like it's mm. i could help people hopefully because You know, I should take this seriously because people could live in. (laughs) Nah, uh, not enough. But that's what I'm saying is like, it was just my thing. I was just playing around with the tech, like to see how to understand it. And, but I'm like. Yeah,
1: but that's great. Like now, okay, now spread your wings. Now we can mm -hmm. learn from your, your experimentation.
0: Yeah. And so basically I'm going to add another couple how to live on crypto videos, but then I'm going to add how to earn crypto yeah yeah and that's a big one and then of course interspersed with that i'm going to go for uh, not crypto but how to decentralize your tech life and you know it's funny uh you know jeremy kaufman he,
1: do i know jeremy kaufman
0: he's the uh ceo of library
1: i saw him on your show so y- yes yeah well you should
0: him. have him on humans and crypto he's a very interesting story for sure Okay. And he's a great, okay. great speaker too. But okay. he reported that he went to, I think he went to like Hungary for something. Like he flew from like New Hampshire to Hungary to like do some talk or something. But mm-hmm. the point is, he went to Massachusetts, the state south of New Hampshire, okay. and which is, and without his knowing or consent, the government installed a tracking app on his phone that he found out later. It was like a, a COVID tracking thing. And I, you probably have one on your phone now too, because. I, don't know, I can't imagine that Europe's any better, right? So, and that was wait, very yeah. freaky. So, wait, but based... it
1: installed it without him asking. Like, he yes, it turns out like he opened his phone and there was an app that wasn't there before that he hadn't installed.
0: Yes, and it was That's by terrifying. the Massachusetts Department of Health. Like, they, so yeah, That's there's terrifying. And living unbanked okay. off of crypto doesn't solve that, but you know what does is. Not running Android OS, like running one of these like Linux for phone things, which is the next. Yeah, but <laughs> and but that's what I'm saying is like, bit by bit, uh-huh, block by block, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know. I yeah. I also it, like, it's war, that, you know. <laughs> not really, I know, but it's close. No, you're close. no, you're
1: right. You're right to make it mm-hmm. serious. And part of me is just like, have we really reached that point where I have to give up all the convenience of everything that's around me? It's well such that. A, And I get it. Like, we've been talking about crypto. It's not the, you know, whatever. And, you know, I tell it to everyone, you know, the price for freedom and liberty is eternal vigilance. And, you know, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. What does that mean to have a vigilant life? Or, like, a...
0: But that's the thing. uh, Yeah. Is, like, I've done things bit by bit to where now I don't realize them anymore. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously... You know, everything I have is like bought straight with, bought with crypto, unbanked, all that stuff, right? Um, yeah. This phone specifically is in like a prepaid setup that's not attached to my real name because most phone plans in the U.S. are. This is not as weird in Europe. It's mm. it's not as weird in Europe, but in the U.S. it's very weird. Everyone has like a phone plan that's attached to their identity that they no, pay you every need month.
1: The, in the Netherlands, you need, if you want like a plan uh-huh. like with data yeah. and stuff like that, you need to give your name. Yeah. and more than that you need to give your social security number
0: yes this one none of that touched the phone so but like now that I I got that how? now I'll show people how if they want to but it might yeah, be US us series, applicable just, only yes no, really, but so now that I, now I just have a phone oh yeah and I just pay my phone bill on bit refill every month and but the, it, it's not like it's inconvenient now that I I did that step and then like for a while I, I moved out of Windows and started using Linux. And there was a couple things I had to like learn, but now using Ubuntu, which people say Mint is the easier one somehow, but I forgot, I didn't miss that, but I like Ubuntu. Now it's just like, it's super easy to use and I don't have problems, so I'm not sacrificing anything, it was just the, my, my computer, it's just the way it works. And then, oh, you gotta, like people use Chrome or Firefox or something, and I've been using Brave, which used to be sketchier, but now Brave, the Brave browser is really good it works better than anything else and you like block all trackers and ads and stuff like on it and make it super privacy centric and i've noticed and i don't use google for searches i use pre-search or sometimes that go, but whatever and then at the end of the day like i notice, have you ever had those situations where you're thinking about something or you're speaking about something or just and then all of a sudden you have this weird scary advertisement for just that thing pop up has that ever happened to you yes it has so that stopped happening to me after I did a few of these things. Yeah. And then I have a VPN that I just like, it's just on, it's on in the background. Right. And so like all these little things have like clawed bits back, but now my life is as easy and convenient as you were to use the word you were using. It's as convenient as it used to be, but it's just different. And so it's just like, oh, you know, I can never get up in the morning, you know, like, uh, I can't understand these people that get up before noon or whatever. And then if you just start doing it, eventually just your life. Like, it's not a sacrifice. It's not like, oh, i got to like get up. Oh, it's just the time you get up, you know? So that's kind of what yeah. I would say. And Herman's, uh has said in the live chat, uh, the bad thing about Braid, you need KYC to access the bat inside. Yeah, that is that true, which me. is why I've never accessed the bat inside. But I yeah. still use the browser.
1: Yeah. And bat, it's really sad that they did that. I also—that's uh, one reason why.
0: Uh, yeah. That well, this sad. is a giant rant. Let's move on to the other <laughs> item on this list here: the stablecoin crackdown, which I'm a little bit giddy about this one almost. But anyway. this is um, tre the U.S. Treasury is plots a stablecoin yeah. crackdown even as tether dominance wanes. The Treasury Department is reportedly preparing a n- review highlighting challenges posed by stablecoin redemptions and the effect of a possible run on the crypto asset market they call it you know they they want to mitigate most urgent risks associated with tether and then all this kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. what's your hot take before i you know go be a mean person for a little bit
1: (laughs) Uh, my hot take is that on the first of august 2021 we hosted bch day and mike Komarensky that Is behind grapefruit trading, who's based in Mm -hmm. the US, is an OTC trader. And he was like, The one thing we're going to see this year is tether coming down. And I was like, Well, that's (laughs) that was a weird thing to say back then. I was like, okay, sure, we always knew that tether was like is not clean and is like a weird Mm
0: -hmm. it
1: it was just a matter of time before something like this would happen, right? Like I think we we all expected it and it's not new and it's like, yep. And when the shit actually hits the fan, it's going to be really, really bad for the whole ecosystem. Because I think we haven't really understood the difference between actual stable coins, decentralized Mm. stable coins, and fake stable coins. So, like, Tether is a fake stable coin, but, like, DAI is a real stable coin built on a with a real proper decentralized mechanism behind it to to whatever. So I think it's going to be really interesting. I think. For sure. I think this is, uh, yeah, this is going to be. This, a lot of people are going
0: to be covering this, I'm guessing. Of course, my uh, my hot take is all stable coins are fake. No. Joel. which <laughs> here's here's the <laughs> thing. I I why no. I say it, I'm going to be a little bit mean because I hate stable coins and always have, and but, I will explain like I will explain why. Right? Um, okay. So here's the thing. Well, first off, the the bare naked truth is that stable coins only exist to get around laws right because the only time any and of course there's a million other uses that have come in but basically the only reason why stable coins exist is because traders didn't want to go through all the KYC of going in and out of fiat to crypto so they made up bullshit fiat and then that's what they're doing. That's literally the only reason they exist to begin with. Now, there's other reasons it crept up over the long term. But so, as I predicted, the value of most conventional stable coins, now that DeFi is a thing, it's a little bit different. But bef- in a pre-DeFi world, the value of stable coins would go to absolute zero as soon as the government decided to regulate them as if they were fiat. Yeah. Like, if that, just zero. Instantly, zero. I mean, there's done. And so... That's that hot take thing on uh, stable coins. What I started to get annoyed at is when people started to introduce them as far as like commerce. Like, well, no one's ever gonna take crypto unless you have like a stable coin implementation or we need a stable coin and then like the thing is stable coins are pegged to fiat. So they're Not literally
1: always they can be pegged to crypto and other yes. baskets. Well that
0: of that's what I'm saying. We're we're getting into the we're I'm gonna I'm shitting on the old school stable coins that suck and then we're getting (laughs) into like we're getting into like where over long enough time the bullshit leaves the market right and then the the real use case starts to come out and so that's that's what you're kind of alluding to but let me finish shitting on stable coins so uh (laughs) basically if it's pegged to fiat that's the entire reason why anyone cares about crypto to begin with it's the entire reason is it's not fiat it's not inflated away it's not all these things why would you create blockchain technology that just it's like a fake approximation of something that's already fake. It's like Fiat Fiat, you know, especially fiat. in the case of like fiat, fiat. Tether, where it's not even fully backed by the fake money. So it's mm-hmm. faking being backed by fake money. It, it's, it's just horrendous. And for a while, like a couple of years ago, I was really scared because I saw how much of the market was based on Tether. And like if Tether went away, I'd be like, man, I'm going to have to like start begging on the street for scraps or something because everything could tank. So that's on that. Now, as far as like, and I I hate to be like sounding like a maxi when I say this kind of stuff, but like Bitcoin should be the stable coin, right? Or whatever the top, actual store value coin that anyone uses or let's just say bitcoin crashes and bitcoin cash becomes the one everyone uses and it's number one bitcoin cash would be the theory. stable coin Considering
1: the number of uh transaction happening on that network
0: sure but w- it's one of those things should be like the stable coin it's like okay fine it's like reference p- which yes. that should
1: be the reference
0: yeah yes and so when you're talking about baskets of things, to that's a little bit more complicated so first off with DeFi, you can't have fiat it's not just that regulations don't let you can't put fiat into DeFi because it's not on the same system so you need a stable coin if you want to do that it's still like a temporary trading measure like as long as people care about fiat but like if fiat's like it, like let's make a, a venezuelan bolivar uh, stable coin how about that <laughs> so that's just all i'm saying now as far as like pegged to other baskets of goods and blah 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 like yeah okay that's a little bit more of an advanced traders kind of a thing but it just drives me nuts seeing like people doing like we we're not going to see merchant adoption until we have a stable coin i'm just like
1: yeah <laughs> no I, I never bought that one either but i think <laughs> i also have something against <laughs> not something yes. against but those that really crack me up are like the stable mm-hmm. coins okay pegged for, for like gold or silver
0: yeah. just have gold or silver yeah. Like
1: those are like those use cases. I'm like I roll my eyes, but they're still around. So you know, people I don't know buy into these type of things. But yeah, the whole stablecoin world getting regulated, what or you know SEC looking into it. Sure, uh, it it makes sense. They it you know it is something weird in the market that we have. It's a good tool that a lot of people and traders are using and are are you know hedging risk against and just going back to usdt and stuff like that and 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 i don't think that's going to last i think um maybe it ran well as long as it could and i don't know i don't want to be too much of a doomsday (laughs) tether person but yeah we always knew that that was not a stable pillar of crypto for sure
0: yeah and it's kind of funny to see just how many of the top 100 coins are fiat you know like it's kinda of weird. It's a weird world we're living in. But well I
1: can I talk about my favorite one then of the week, which had yes. a twenty hour outage.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's not Stelana. a stable coin though, is it? Oh what? It's not a stable coin though, is it?
1: No, it's not. But it's it's a it's it's a centralized one for sure. Which with yeah. a forty or fifty billion valuation, which is insane. And which went out for twenty hours because they fucked up <laughs> and it's not <laughs> because they were like running 400,000 transactions per second or something like that. Like the, these marketing numbers are going out the window, but it's mm-hmm. not the case. Um, they, they had a bug and they had to reboot and that took the whole network out for 18 to 20 hours. So no blocks are produced, no withdrawals, no transactions, nothing. Um, and it's. Some people have been equating this to uh, the Ethereum Shanghai um, attack, which was a DDoS attack in 2016. It's not the same thing. Ethereum never went down uh, in those days. It was Mm -hmm. a node implementation that was being uh, attacked. And in 2016, it was Geth. And so parity. So it it just meant that it was difficult, more difficult. And the attacker was spending a lot of money to, by the way, halt and mess up the network and stuff like that. But the Mm -hmm. fact that ethereum has multiple client implementation also called node implementations just basically different softwares that are running the ethereum blockchain in this case makes yeah. it more resilient to any type of attack any type of bug um we also saw it there was another attack as well on Nethermind on ethereum actually that happened but nothing happened because all the other node implementations are like well we don't care what you're doing here it's you're obviously like going off the road and we're not gonna we're going to disregard these blocks because you're are just not uh, you're not doing what's right. So that's the importance of decentralization and the importance of of running multiple node implementation is crucial for a network to basically never go down. The whole point of this whole system is to live in the long term. or We discussed it already today about yes. being unbanked, but it's not okay, not okay to have one of the te- top coins going around with marketing saying that they are as decentralized and better and faster, but they completely bomb the whole being scalable and secure. Yeah,
0: know? at least for or now, that's for that sure.
1: They say that they can scale, but they're not secure and, and they're not decentralized. So that's well, like I mean, decent. Also, they keep lying on their... Uh, they not keep lying, but they have lied about their supply being twice as small, <laughs> and it's not. Yeah, that's... So that's like a team that's like, uh, you know... It kind of reminds me a little bit about.
0: It reminds me of IOTA in the early days, right? Because IOTA is the 2017 Solana. It was like the super high throughput, gonna do everything. Internet
1: of things. Don't you want the Internet of Things world, Joel? Like, don't you want your phone and your computer and everything to just be all tangle and talk to each other?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, whatever. And then
1: then do you remember? Do you remember the graphs where the tangle would like, (laughs) where the blockchain would split basically? couldn't so it was really hard because they had like this triangulation yeah. method a consensus algorithm it was really difficult for everybody to basically reach consensus and so then mm-hmm.
0: it just branch out over o- and over auto
1: fork itself yeah
0: It yeah, so i have heard have not looked super close in but i've interviewed some people from iota in the last year or so that they've they fig- fixed a lot of stuff they figured a lot of things out and they're hopefully coming back and it's not quite there yet but they're hopefully going to decentralize finally because they had one coordinator node that ran everything in the past and so okay, we'll the see
1: governance they still don't have any governance i
0: place. think they, like, well
1: like solana no governance either
0: they might be figuring something out but the greater lesson i like to take from this other than oh hype dumb hype wait for it to be real that's one lesson but the bigger lesson is the market is fragmenting right crypto is not what it used to be and i think that this A lot of people have weird feelings about coins because they're like, oh, that's not a top 50 or top 20 coin. It's a shit coin. Or like, oh, look at all the shit in the top whatever. That isn't even decentralized. What we're seeing is the digital transformation of industry as a whole, right? We're starting to see that. Now, that doesn't mean that, like, the problem is that there's a conflation of assets. So, for example, something like Solana is more like, let, let's just say, you know, what if you compared something like, like Solana and Filecoin to tech companies? But now they're, like, slightly it's less a, permissioned and, you they know. Should, uh,
1: they should go around selling that they're a platform, like a fintech platform, but not, mm-hmm. like, because it's so early, we have to be able, we're, it's still really difficult for people to see one's an apple one's an orange they, they mm-hmm. you know they just think oh fruit <laughs> it's like wait 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 one's really different from the other and you might be allergic to that one and that one doesn't do the same thing at all and yeah we, we still need to sort of learn how to benchmark these things and not just put them all in the same basket and try not to look for the easy marketing route because the marketing always sounds great and i I see it all the time. It's so easy to write a copy for something, and it's it's beautiful. It's decentralized. It's scaling. It's secure, and da da da. And you have to really have to go and look at the details of the white paper, of the token economics, of the consensus algorithm, of the token supply. What mm. is on the roadmap? You know what's going on, and to go and look at the blockchain. It's all. If yeah. It's, it's all there. You can actually go and see it. So when they say four hundred thousand, it's actually more like two thousand, and stuff like that. It's really, but it does require just a bit more.
0: Well, yeah, and that's that's one of those things too. Like when people are like advocating things, um, like that's that's why I'm more old school with the crypto stuff because I came from like the Bitcoin like thesis of. I want something, I want money. First of all, I want like the yeah. underpinning of society. Cause there's always apps yeah. out there, right? I want money and I want it to be decentralized where no one controls. it. And that's a very strong thing to be, cause your whole life is built around this thing. So you need it to be decentralized yeah. and not just you run some apps on it. Right. And you know, it has to have like sound money property that to be, you know, scarce, super verifiable supply, all that kind of stuff. And I have it has to work be super secure for using his transactions and things like that. And so like that excludes a whole lot of this like DAP infrastructure kind of stuff necessarily. But I mean, that's fine. I just like people say, well, why are you into this coin and not that coin? I'm like, well, I'm into ones that let me live my life more freely. Right. And so like, for example, um, like library where, you know, shout out to everyone who's watching this on odyssey. There's a few guys, um, that allows me to live this do this job that I do um freely, right? Without worrying about, oh YouTube's gonna take me down. Don't take me down, YouTube. But even if you do, I'll be okay. Like that's that's the kind of thing I'm looking for. And then to other people like, well, all these decentralized applications with these high throughput chains, blah blah blah. Like, great. Does it work? If it works, that's fine. Like I'm I'm okay, but just don't don't get it twisted. They're not the same thing. They're completely different products. It's like, why is Tether in the same category as i mean i don't want to say anything just try to say sound like i'm saying anything nice about it but like litecoin how is litecoin like tether right oh, they're not really that. well they're on the is market like, cap rankings that? next to each other like not not right next to each other obviously but like like they're not comparable like tether is a giant like bank basically that helps traders like a trading bank
1: that's a nice way of putting tether
0: yeah but it's like it's a giant fraud too but that's a different Larry. thing but i'm just saying like it's not comparable at all and it's in also yeah. like people like xrp and stuff they're like oh but like Lol. you know well ripple's just ripple's just a company that tried again here's, here's my this is not a very educated take so if you know oh. more about this whatever but ripple's mostly just a company that tried to improve intrabank stuff. They didn't really figure it out, so instead they just bought all the remittance companies. You know, and then the XRP token is just their like illegal security that they use to like not that I care, but you know, I don't think they should be I don't I don't believe in the concept of illegal securities, right? But whatever. They they just offload this token to raise capital so they could buy all these, you know, actual successful remittance platforms and like well, but why is that in the same category as bitcoin cash like it's not the same at all it's a it's a finance company that uses some interesting ledger tech but like they're still trying to figure out how to make it works so and they have these little little shady like fundraising strategy i guess mm-hmm. but a revenue model or whatever but whatever but it's not at all comparable to bitcoin cash just not just absolutely not comparable so why are they next to each other somewhere you know
1: you, you premised this show by saying the market is always right. So.
0: Oh, yes. This goes to this last story here. So, Shiba Inu jumps 40% on Elon Musk's cryptic endorsement Coinbase listing. And I don't even want to read this nonsense. But, I don't have any hot takes on that. Um, do you remember when a Coinbase listing used to be like a big deal? It's like, yes. oh, we got a Coinbase. We're legit. And now yeah. just everything is on it, kind of. And but
1: I, uh, Coinbase is is uh, there's a sales department, and they realize that once they list a new coin, more customers flood in, and they're like, let's list yeah. more so we can get more into the door, and we'll figure out with delisting stuff later. Uh, but it's true that in the beginning they were it it meant something i guess to be listed there and that's why they were oh we that's how we used to compare exchanges right there was like the mm-hmm. legit ones that like didn't list everything under the sun and then there was the others that were like anyone can list or not anyone but like pay us and we'll list you and <laughs> yeah the um, good old pay
0: to play days
1: yeah mm. well yeah. you know good for shiba inu sales department marketing they, yeah you know, and it, cool. it's not?
0: the it, you know, what's funny is it's the ultimate um, useless coin because it is a useless coin based on a useless coin, you know?
1: I mean, we like to get very meta into this space, I think. I think people like trolling. I think people like jokes. I, like, I think people like it's the Internet culture, right? So it's like, yeah, it's a meme of a meme mm-hmm. listed on an exchange that was not supposed to be memeable. <laughs> that was yeah kind of building. It's I I think I put Coinbase in like the same branch as like I don't know Kraken or I don't know other exchanges that are just a bit more conservative, more institutional. Yeah. Do they do they want to go after the Binance crowd? Maybe I mean Binance got so much slack. So maybe the sales department at Coinbase is like, okay, how can we like <laughs> how can we get all of these users to our to our ship? Yeah, okay, we need to start adding more funky stuff so that. They would like us, and we might attract more of these types of traders. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think that um, Binance is what Coinbase witches they could be and will be someday. But you know, the the funny thing about like, so Dogecoin was like a real crypto. It still is, by the way, like a real proof of work cryptocurrency that just had a, like a bunch of emission, like a ton of coins get kicked out. And it was like fast and cheap and like that was created as a joke, but like a fun thing to like tip people on the internet. So like, because people were starting to be like, Oh, Bitcoin's valuable. I don't want to be tipping little bits here and there all the time. And then they're like, well, Doge, it just, there's more all the time. You can dig for Doge in your little computer and spit more out. It's just like a fun, whatever. And so then it's time came and went and then people stopped trying to develop on it. And it just kind of was like on its way out. And then you know, Elon Musk starts doing his nonsense, which I think he knows it was nonsense. So I'm not going to come, come on too hard. And all of a sudden, whoa, top 10 crypto. Oh my gosh. It's getting listed in all these like companies, like BitPay adds it as a payment option when no one's going to be paying with this stuff. But it's funny because it goes back to the only way I can make sense of that nonsense is people want to make money. And if this stuff goes up, because Elon talked about it, people who held Doge made a lot of money and if there's demand, all these companies are going to integrate it because you know, it makes a lot of money. And so I kind of roll my eyes at a little bit of this kind of nonsense. But in reality, first off, I'm happy people make money on their own, on their own stuff. I'm not interested in that. I'm doing what I'm interested in, and it's going very well, thank you, so I don't care. Uh, on the other hand, if those of us see those market valuations – and don't, do not like that the crap is so well valued and the good stuff is not. Think about it, the good stuff needs to find a way to actually provide value to people instead of have all this potential value. Say, hey, it works so well, it's like this, you're gonna be free, you know, or like, oh, privacy is number, <laughs> like, okay, you, you tell all these, but like, make it work for someone. Like, make people pay you for it. Then, you know, then it'll be worthwhile. Like, I mean, how many times I, I don't it depends on to take any industry right any there's always going to be those like industries where people say that like oh I don't make any money because I'm like about more than that kind of thing. it's just like, for example, like a lot of creative people and artists and stuff.
1: I grew up from those days, but I I had a similar discourse way back when. Yes. it have (laughs) changed.
0: But that's what I'm saying. And that's, it's the same thing with like the, the honest to goodness, useful cryptos that just aren't valued. Like it's the exact same thing. It's like, well, you'd be raking in money if, if it was true. It's not, it's not true. It's just, you're like, you have a, you have a business, something's not working yet it's either you're early to the game and you have to be patient or you are missing something to make it really work and so like for example i i had that that like discussion for a long time with stuff like dash like why isn't everyone throwing money into dash if it's so useful but it's like well the honest truth is not enough people are actually using it for its intended purpose and like well why not it's so great in this stuff and then you're like okay well, why would a merchant take it if no one has it? The chicken and the egg adoption problem. And then it's like, well, why would anyone get some? And, you know, it's like, well, it's like Bitcoin, but it's more secure and it's more scarce. And like, okay, yeah, but they're kind of marketing a lot better on that kind of end. There's already one of those, like, you know, whatever. And eventually that's where we come to like the whole Dash direct thing, where if you get crypto, if you get Dash, you can spend it a lot of places in the u.s and hopefully a lot of places in the whole world soon and save significantly on it now it's like okay that's worth doing now you actually provided the utility you were promising before right just sort of like why does purse.io work it doesn't work because like someone's subsidizing it they found a business application based on the technology you know and there's you know probably some crazy laundering stuff going on there too but i won't talk about that (laughs) you know but that's the point is like all these like you know useful things find a way to make money if it's that useful and then you won't have to complain because you're going to be ahead of shiba inu on the market cap rankings you know
1: absolutely i think i mean it's 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 difficult what we're talking about right now and Mm -hmm. it's like we want to see more valid tokens and cryptocurrencies and communities being validated by the market and we wish that all the pump and dump scammy meme coins would be less prevalent and you know but i think it goes back to the beginning of our conversation about having a more educated a more utility-based market and we're just doing our part and hoping that eventually this market which is right today because it represents this market at large we -hmm. just hope that in the long run in the long term that fundamentals triumph and that actual value of and these are not small things but the actual value of decentralization of censorship resistance more than just getting cashbacks but yeah the OG narrative narrative and I think we've already like joked about being crypto boomers on another show but yeah yes to actually better it's better than Fiat and it's not just it's it's also more than money it can also be programmable money and it's a very exciting world and DeFi is is here and it's a real market and kyc aml and swift and you know international bank settlement you know uh deals are something not of the past but are definitely some things that are being challenged today and you had like sort of a little political aparte before discussing what's happening mm-hmm. and sadly or for the best i don't know i, I feel like we were kind of doomsday people, like even more, two mm-hmm. years ago when we talked talking about crypto and said, oh, God, yeah. you know, be careful, the bank, oh, be careful, the government, and people are like, oh my God, what is that? That felt so out of reach, that just felt just weird. But the flip side of all of this, what's been happening in the world these last two years is that also more people, like you mentioned, are questioning the system, are leaving their jobs, apparently, because of mm-hmm. the new policies that are being passed, people are questioning more and more have more time at home, maybe they're valuing their lives better, questioning what they're what they're doing and Mm -hmm. they're questioning their investments. They're suddenly they're sitting down and thinking, wait, why am I getting negative interest now? You know, maybe Mm -hmm. six months ago or a year from now, they, they wouldn't have sat down and to just take a moment to think about these things. But we should there's a part where we this whole health issue is, I think, helping people to also question what's happening it's scary and the only thing that brings me some kind of hope are cryptocurrencies like there's not Mm -hmm. much right now to rejoice about but the world of cryptocurrencies the world of self-custody the world of censorship resistance is is out there and 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 needs tools today and we and we have the tools today it's not like we're like mm-hmm. in 2008 and we're like oh my god yeah let's occupy and then we're like oh hmm, scratch scratch <laughs> It's like kind yeah of, what do we do you know that and then what like today we have tools we have wallets mm-hmm. we have things that are easy for customers like like me and i'm putting them in the the noob category like i mm-hmm. i you know i wouldn't have known how to run a wallet or do a transaction in 2010 11, 12, like um, when I was talking with Paul Pui from Edge Wallet, he was discussing him onboarding people to the Armory wallet, which I've never heard of or used. And he said how that school. was a nightmare. And him mm-hmm. describing that wallet and on and doing a meetup, actually, and, and bringing people to this wallet is what triggered him later to create the Edge Wallet. So we're, we're moving forward. You know, if, if more guys like Paul are out there creating products that are easy to use, convenient, bring privacy bring convenience without you having to jump through 300 hoops and i'm not saying it's always like that sometimes it's just about Mm -hmm. change sometimes just 200 hoops (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. but and another person to follow and we've already mentioned her as well is naomi brockwell also great series on how to basically live a more conscious Mm -hmm. life in this day and age where privacy and civil liberties and just freedom as a whole is being challenged and cryptocurrencies are one way just one way to live a bit freer
0: yeah and that's it's kind of the um tip of the iceberg in the entire situation is is all that but we're the thing is we as a human species are always trying to move forward and i think there's every species out there moves forward and adapts biologically but they don't really have like civilization as it were as far as species i know of it's humans that have like civilization like the collective you know all the stuff that's not just our meat right and that keeps on moving forward over time and if you think about like how far people went in the past and then when people came up with the concept of we didn't need rulers we should c- govern ourselves and then he came up with you know freedom and democracy and all these kind of these st- ideas you know rough ideas a lot of them not well implemented but then we had a huge turning over of humanity growth went exponential you know like human civils like the the amount of like poverty and starvation that's been eradicated from the world that used to be everyone now it's like not everyone <laughs> which is great and it is bit by bit we're we're getting better and better. And then like the internet lets anyone communicate with anyone, anytime, anywhere. It's fantastic. And of course there's censorship and bad things on the internet, but it's like way better than before the internet. And then it's like, now we're reinventing money. That's not like, well, your government or central bank issues it. It's just like, I don't know, some dude made one, everyone uses it. Like what it's we're then now is taken over like the exchanges and financial institutions, not just the base that's currency. Beautiful. It's taking that part over.
1: Yay, us.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And just... Yay,
1: this space.
0: (laughs) And uh, then, you know, Decentral, like, for example, everyone I know basically is on encrypted messengers right now. Like, there's the occasional person who isn't, but even, like, all the old people I know are on it and stuff, too. It's just, like, it's so beautiful. Everyone's using Signal or something like that. And that didn't exist not too long ago. And so all this, like, little hacker man nonsense that, like, people like me, but honestly people a lot nerdier than me were doing back in the day now that's like mainstream not i'm not sure if it's mainstream mainstream but it's kind of mainstream like it's getting out there and like i know people i'm like the the last person to be still using android os right the old android kind of whatever they call it and i'm gonna that's like the last thing i haven't changed and i'm gonna change that and then you know that I'll be completely de I got to get rid of my Gmail account too. It just too much is, too much is like tied up in. I have other accounts, right? Like Protime Mail, right? But just the the Gmail one is too, um, you know, it's just there's too many people that still email back and forth on that, and like, like a bit clawing it all back. But pretty soon, it's just going to be a regular person is going to be completely unplugged from the system, and it's like wow, like, and so I want to that's part of what I'm doing. I'm going first. It's just like, you know, it's like, like just think of any kind of situation where, uh, like, for example, you go explore like a new place or like, let's just say you go like going to go vacation in a new spot, but then, you know, your friend or whatever, he, he was there two weeks ago. He's like, Oh yeah, I was there. Yeah. This, this place sucks. That place better. But like you just tell you what you do. Oh, don't watch out for your purse. Cause the monkeys will steal it or whatever it is. Like, t- just to go before. So I'm trying to be that person to start doing what I hope people do. And sometimes I might be like, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, don't even bother. It's too difficult to become decentralized today. But that's not what I'm finding out. I think it's very possible.
1: Do you want to close the show on this moment? I think this is like, that's what people yeah. should just remember. Well, that's that the it's second all possible and that it's not, you know, that it's in arm's reach. And then if we have pioneers like you just kind of teaching people and yes, it's serious. I know you were just joking about it and being like, Yeah, hey, I was doing this thing before, but no, it's really serious. And so you have to like put out guides and step by step and like those yes. sort of how to stuff and just like this is my guide to live on bank done. And then I know you've mm-hmm. already done videos talking about the experience and talking about what it's like and where you how and everything and you've talked to me about it as well, but we we need that and we need that now
0: well that's She's the number two that's the number two takeaway from this thing number one takeaway is check out the humans of crypto podcast on <laughs> crypto canal and give it all like share subscribe all that kind of stuff but also check it out on odyssey even though it it doesn't have like the good picture on it and on odyssey and stuff even though i leave super chats and no one ever answers them but it's still it's all it's all good so Check it out on all those platforms. That's what I would really say is do Crypto Canal and then use crypto. The easiest way to use crypto is to just sign up for Odyssey, to be honest, because you just you just start watching YouTube video type things and you get some like crypto money and stuff. And Odyssey already has over 33 million monthly visitors. So that's a lot of people.
1: Like, I think they need to go check out their token allocation or something. If
0: yeah, it's not that great, that? but like okay. it's like a 50 it's like a 50 <laughs> like half of a pre mine or something but no! then they just uh, they just that use that. Bad? Yeah, they I don't know what it's something big like that but it is a proof of work mined coin so even though like a big half of it is just being used by like the development company mm-hmm. you can still mine it and stuff but you know, it's cool.
1: Well, that's something we should ask Jeremy Kaufman on why the why the why such a weird token allocation.
0: Yeah, it's because I think it was in the pre-ICO era and the pre-DAO era really. I mean, Dash had kind of done it but no one else had by that point and it's just like there wasn't like an elegant way of getting startup capital to just build a cool comp- like blo- decentralized blockchain project. So they're like, "Well, you know what? We're just going to start with half the tokens and then everyone mines the rest no. and then we'll just Hey, it's worked out for them so far except for the um the SEC doesn't like them very much, but Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh.
0: Um, any other
1: yeah. places any other tools we should give to people before like what's another place that you like to use
0: to get crypto mm-hmm. um, if you want to take a plunge go to Bitwage and get your ca- salary converted you nice. know um, I'm trying but that's what I'm saying I haven't done my research for the earn crypto part go to mm-hmm. Cointr.ee oh, uh, Cointree people can give you money
1: I'm going to get my Cointry link now. Yeah,
0: yeah. Cointry.e slash Right? Yeah. Let me yeah, put I it see. in the so live so chat. No,
1: there's also like read.cash that's for BCH mm-hmm. more which is like sort of like a medium thing and if you write like quality articles you might you know, get some support and you can get tips that way.
0: Yeah. Um. Those are always good. There's There's a million little ways but like I'll, I'll make some videos detailing the whole yeah. the whole thing eventually. Cool. But yeah, cool. so I dropped the Koi tree in the live chat. Everyone Thank go and check out her stuff. And let's just wrap this thing up. Um, Who's on next week? I think I might have Naomi on next week. I don't know. <gasps> cool. But she's always fun. Um, yeah, so that'll be good. I'll tune in for and, that one. That's yes, really nice. tune in for that one. And she's going to hopefully monopolize the conversation because she's smart and also speaks yes. very quickly because yes. yes. of all her shouting down maximalists on CoinDesk or whatever she does um
1: does she, does she have to yeah does she have to face up a lot of that a lot of
0: Yeah, Coindesk? she's like the only only smart one on on CoinDesk but whatever So anyway well, go her <laughs> go her go okay, her so in for that show. All right. Thank you for having hum- me Joel. Always oh, no so a pleasure
1: to to talk
0: with you. Humans of yeah. Crypto, check it out and I will see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and donate to support the show by going to my Cointree page. That's cointr.ee slash the desert links, and leave a message with your donation. Check out the show's sponsors. Live on crypto with BitRefill. Buy absolutely anything with crypto with Shop and Bit. Avoid content censorship with Odyssey. Protect your privacy online with NordVPN. Get paid to search with PreSearch. All links are in the show notes.